Ladies and gentlemen, it is your boy, Sammy B. Real, otherwise known as Sam Gilstrap. That is the sound of the Hypnotic Brass Ensemble. The song is War. We use it as our intro music, so please find them on iTunes. And once you buy the song War, go to your podcasts and subscribe to us on iTunes. This is the Ghost Lights podcast. We're on Podbean, iTunes, um, Maybe we'll get back onto SoundCloud and Spotify soon, so follow us on Facebook to see what we're doing. Ladies and gentlemen, I have sitting next to me today on this fine Monday, this fine dark day at the Arvada Center, I've got Abner Genesee. Abner? What's up? Holla at your boy. <laughs> Thank you for having me, man. I'm happy to be on Ghost Life with you. This is fantastic. Is awesome. Yeah. I mean, we, I, we did Arabian Nights two years ago? Mm -hmm. It was three. I think it was two years ago. Yeah, three, like yeah, two years ago, right at the beginning of 2016. Yeah, yeah man, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was that was incredible. I, I was uh, at the Aurora Fox. Mm -hmm. uh, we did that, and it was really my uh, my first kind of production in Denver, like since getting back into doing stage work mm. here since since moving here from from California so I was really yeah I was so excited and that kind of work with such a diverse cast it was really up my alley I nice. was I was thrilled what were you doing in California beforehand not, not doing stage work were you just doing film yeah TV? I was doing film uh, theater TV just kind of everything I how was, many Oscar noms uh, <laughs> well I too many to count no yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I was living in uh, San Diego and and commuting uh, back and forth uh, to Los Angeles wow. and um, and then working, uh, doing theater in, in San Diego as well. And yeah, some, some TV in San Diego too. There's, there's some TV production down there. Awesome. And so I, I got involved down there too. And then uh, moved out here for uh, family reasons. Mm -hmm. And uh, and have been here ever since. And been embraced by the, the you know, the Denver acting community. Absolutely, and, as you should. It um, started with, yeah, with uh, Arabian Nights. Yeah. That was so much fun to work with you. It was. <laughs> I, it was... You, one of the things I loved about you, you you were so focused and dedicated every time you showed up. No, no, nothing like for the way you described your life to be. I thought for me that'd be a, very stressful at that time. You were on point with your lines there every day, and gracious is the. If anyone were to ask me, what how would you describe Abner? Like probably one of the most gracious men I've ever met in my life. You brother, never brother. seen never seen a more happier man with the moment oh, than and I look at when I when I talked to Abner and we bumped into each other at a callback recently yeah um, we didn't <laughs> get great. the part no we didn't it's totally fine no one's no one's judging anybody no 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 I have nothing bad to say about that at all as a matter of fact sometimes you know you don't it, 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 it really I have to say this honestly it comes down to scheduling Oh yeah, yeah. You 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 would like to do the part, mm -hmm. but you just can't work it out. Yeah. With what you're currently doing, and mm -hmm. you know, we are always looking for the next gig. Absolutely. Trying to schedule the next gig, and with this one, yeah, we, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just can't. Exactly. You can't do too too much. So, but I appreciated uh, being there mm -hmm. and 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 meeting all the folks and being there with you and. Um, it's always an opportunity. Anytime you get to Absolutely. read great words and work with people, it's yeah. an opportunity. And that's how I regarded our time too. You mm -hmm. know, we're, 
each moment was 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 great. I was just so grateful mm-hmm. and uh, so excited about the process. Yeah. Doing these dialects and things like that. Oh man, this we had to create cool. we had to create like eight <laughs> different characters for Arabian Nights yeah, apiece, yeah, yeah, yeah. and everyone brought something new and fresh. And it was it was just. As you were talking about the diversity, not only of just looks and backgrounds, yeah. we're talking about skill sets. Yes. yes I mean, yes. Satya Chavez, who is going to L.A. on American Idol. Big ups. <laughs> Big ups. Satya! What? <laughs> Good girl. Christopher Onkin just like does not stop working yeah. every time. He's like in a new He's show. amazing. Looking dapper as heck every time I see him. Yeah. He'll probably be at CSF again this year. Get your tickets to that. <laughs> um, I mean, Jude Moran just released a movie. Yeah, Jude's I mean, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And everyone involved. Everyone yeah. involved was yeah. was working their tails off and was really dedicated to the process in their own right. And it was a it was a, a memorable experience and fun. Too. It was. It was. Everybody's bringing their stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, bringing their A game. And yeah, I, I, what like you say, I, whatever skill set they they had. Mm-hmm. You know, working with that, they just brought it to the max. So. Um, it was, it was great. It was, it was, uh, you know, it was a quick rehearsal process. There was a lot to get done. Yep. And, uh, there was a lot of, um, and it wound up being, I guess, a, a, a pretty big success for them. It was. At, at the Roar Fox. Absolutely. Especially when you consider that kind of show. Mm-hmm. I mean, now we, you know, we're in the midst of this big movement, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's yeah. talking about diversity and Me Too and... You know, uh, you know, time's up and everything else. Yeah. And I felt like, I feel like that was kind of the beginning crux of that in, in some ways, you know. Well, definitely. We were a part of the Making a statement yeah. with what we were doing, yeah. you know. And if you're not, if you're not trying as, an, as a theater company or as a director or as an artist, period. It's just as an artist, period. If you're not thinking about telling stories from different perspectives, eventually you start telling the same story. Yeah. And eventually you start to... Tune the, the audience starts to tune you out, and I mean, if we're reaching out to the younger audiences, the millennials and the generation before them, mm-hmm. uh, we gotta we gotta start telling stories that they look at and go like, I, I know that guy, mm-hmm. I see that guy in the mirror, I see that woman every day, I recognize, I, that. I recognize that, yeah, can, we can latch on to that. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna backtrack a little bit. You mentioned yeah, yeah. your scheduling. Yeah. There's you've got a lot on your plate right now. You, yeah. You've been in every show except the Foreigner at the Arvadison. Yeah, season. big ups, Adam. That's thank awesome. Thank you, thank you, brother. Thank you. I, I'm I'm uh, very grateful, very mm. grateful, and uh, for many reasons. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 breadth, the richness of the work of the productions um, that we're doing this season. Um, it's breathtaking, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's really. I mean, from Sense and Sensibility, you have this, uh, you know, Jane Austen classic. It's mm-hmm. the Kate Hamill uh, adaptation of mm-hmm. it, which is terrific, yeah. you know. Uh, to uh, the Electric Baby, uh, Stephanie Zadravec, uh, very very deep and layered exploration of storytelling mm-hmm. um, from the different ma- cultural perspectives. Yeah, there's yeah. mask work in there, yes, too. Man, like, yes, I, And that's always fun when actors today get to experiment with that outside of the Shakespearean plays. That's yes. really awesome. It's, oh, it's so or exciting. A, a classical see. play. Yes, yes, and, you know, hats off to Rick Barber for really embracing that. He's the director. Mm-hmm. Uh, really embracing that and, and working with that. Again, Having the sensitivity with to work with people's skill sets and to stretch them um, has been great. And then 
uh, topping it all off with uh, All My Sons, mm-hmm. uh, Arthur Miller, I mean, powerful, dramatic, classic, you know, mm-hmm. set in this American realism. Um, it's It's been a trip. Nice. It's been a trip. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it definitely won, like, I guess I'm going to gush over you. It that that speaks to the to the talent, focus, and dedication that you bring, and you do it every step with uh, with grace. Uh, how how has it been working on Electric Baby in regards to how close it hits to home for your character specifically? Yeah, yeah. You know, folks may not may not be aware that um, last year, last summer, um, my son and I were involved in a um, there's no other way to put it a life threatening auto accident mm-hmm. uh, it's horrible horrible it, it could have been, you know been just a, a horrible result we survived um, and are flourishing you know after much rehab and and uh, hospital I, I sustained multiple surgeries I was like out for a week uh, and is you know as I remember back this was just after having uh, directed and performed at the Curious Theater. Mm. I I was in their uh, New Works uh, uh, festival, mm-hmm. New Works Arts fe- uh, uh, writing. The Curious uh, New Voices, right? The, yeah, the the playwriting festival. Yeah, and had just literally just come off that. In fact, it was like the next day, and then my son and I uh, we we took off for Portland. We were en route to Portland for the holiday weekend. We were involved in a horrible car accident. Long story short, it, it, you know, many months of, of rehab uh, later, um, I was able to fulfill and, you know, accept my uh, uh, contract at the Arvada Center, mm-hmm. um, not only with those other two plays, but with Electric Baby specifically. Electric Baby, for those who don't know, um, in a large part deals with grief Mm. and deals Mm. with you know that my character um who is a nigerian immigrant cab driver Mm. uh trying to make a living here um he gets in this horrible horrible car accident and spends the bulk of the play in a hospital bed Mm -hmm. i mean that's where we see him and he and he's on stage for almost the whole play Mm. um wow i mean the irony is it's like very meta, you know, the fact that I was cast in in that play back in April before the accident occurred mm-hmm. and then the accident occurred and many of there's so many parallels with my own life. He's clinging to life in in the play as I was clinging to life this mm-hmm. past summer. Um, so it's huge. It's huge um, on a spiritual level, on a creative level, on an artistic level. It. Uh, it was just so layered, and it's something that I'm still, I'm still processing. I'm oh, still sure. kind of figuring it out, you mm-hmm. know, night to night. Um, but yeah, yeah, what a what a privilege, mm. what an honor. Is it been hard to? I mean, I can only imagine as I haven't seen the play yet, mm-hmm. I, having read some of it in preparation for, like a character I was auditioning for. Mm. Has it been hard to go to those places, or at least to sit in that character in the hospital bed? Has it been difficult? Have you resisted any of it? Um, I will say honestly that at the onset, 
I was worried because mm. I had never experienced anything this close before. You know, as actors, we're, we're used to drawing from our own lives Absolutely. to portray what we do, but I had never experienced anything this closely um, linked, you know. Um, so I was worried at how, you know, knowing the, my type of process and the type of work I do, I was worried about how that might manifest itself in 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 the playing of it in front of an audience mm -hmm. um so um yeah I, I got some good help with that and and um was able to talk through some of those issues with professionals mm -hmm. um and not to say that i i don't still experience that i mean there are moments in the play where i i, I it's like this is just like when I was in the hospital, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm thinking the same thoughts that the character is thinking. Yeah, you know, am I going to make it? Am I, you know, uh, what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. What what could have happened? Um, so, but thankfully, I, it it's kind of filtered through this uh, creative uh, funnel. I, I have, um, I'm able to keep that person keep it all in perspective um, and it hasn't become a problem um, but man it's it's those tears are real those mm -hmm. those 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 moments are real mm -hmm. you know uh, especially and I won't I don't want to spoil it I don't want to give too much away but there are there are moments where um, where he's speaking to the baby in question of the title the electric baby mm -hmm. that mirror you know, my own relationship with my son. Mm. So it's like, you know, pinch me. Kind of moment. But it hasn't been a problem. I, I re regard it as a gift. Even mm. even in the in the pain of it, I, I regard it as a gift. That's one of the things that's so interesting about being a, an actor who encounters something that parallels in, in a specific ex uh, experience in his own life. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was doing Bengal Tiger at the Baghdad Zoo, uh, my character Musa um, gets a hold of the gun. And there is a conflicted stage-directed scene where I mean, it's written in the play where he's got the gun in his hand and he's, and he's having hallucinations, um, specifically talking to Saddam Hussein. And I, the first time I got to block that scene and I had the gun, the real gun in my hand, I, there was a part of me that was terrified because a younger version of me mm. knew that if he ever had a gun like this, fully loaded, mm. I could have put an end to all the pain I was experiencing. Wow. Yeah. So to to be that 13-year-old boy on stage holding, like, this could have fixed a lot of your things. To like to to, to, to face that and, and fight that every night. Confronted. Yeah. yeah. And I was terrified at first. Yeah. My biggest thing... The thing that I took away from it yeah. was just how lucky I am to be not just here, obviously. Yes, I'm lucky to be here. But that lucky that I found theater and that theater found me. Because while, it while it's not designed to be therapeutic for the artist, I think it's more therapeutic for the audience. But yes. we, if we're open to it, we can't help be touched by it and changed by it at the very least opened up to a better understanding of ourselves. Of ourselves, yeah. 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 So yeah. it's great. And, and in that healing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Find that catharsis in our yeah. own work. Whether that has anything, any bearing in the moment itself is, is always, it's, it's always a blessing. For yeah. like, it's, I mean, if, it's, it's just something 
we are given yeah. if we're paying attention and, and it means it it must mean a great deal for you it does it does I, I am so full of gratitude and I, I do I have those pinch me moments uh, mm-hmm. whereas am I really here is this really happening how fortunate am I yeah. to have this this voice yeah. and um, and then the way we, we, we touch others I mean, we have, as you, as you know, at the Arbata Center, we have pre-show chats mm-hmm. and uh, talkbacks mm-hmm. after post-show chats. Uh, with for every show? Show, For every performance. Yeah. So, um, with Electric Baby in particular, we've had shows where, uh, you know, it's revealed in these chats that parents who have lost children, people mm. who have who, you know, are dealing with their own grief and their own demons and addictions. And um, it just, I, I feel so privileged, yeah. you know, to be a, a part of that experience and that conversation for them. Nurses who've worked in uh, ICU, you, you know, mm-hmm. uh, units, you know. Um, uh, the other day we had, um, oh, there was a woman and I believe she's actually connected with the production in some way. This this woman is from Romania, mm. um, one of the characters in the play is from Romania, mm-hmm. and she would. And because we use this kind of very legendary uh, form of, of storytelling in the play, um, she was able to really enlighten the rest of the audience on the validity validity and and, and genuine. Uh, nature of some of these stories we were telling, some of these uh, you know traditions and so forth. She had such a, a unique perspective on it, and for us too, we're like, wow, that's awesome, you know. So it's uh, it's been an incredible opportunity, an incredible uh, experience. Yeah, gratitude, a lot of gratitude every night. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, how how helpful was the Denver's Actors Fund for you? During oh that time? my. The Denver Actors Fund, I, uh, let's see, I probably wouldn't be sitting here mm. if if it weren't for uh, the help of the Denver Actors Fund, John Moore and, and his incredible team. I mean, you know, understand that when I, you know, I was in rehab in a, in a strange city. I was in Salt Lake City, Utah for a month. Mm. Uh, trying to get well enough to be able to take a plane back here to, to Denver. When I was able to come back, um, you know, in my life, I was just like everything had been put on hold mm-hmm. and had to gen- and had to generate again. And so, you know, with 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 meals and financial aid and just moral support, people coming over and helping me pick up around, because I yeah. couldn't move. Mm-hmm. Helping me pick up around the house and helping me uh, in, in so many ways. Um, it was huge. I, I you know, financially, I, I may not have had a roof over my head mm-hmm. had it not been for them stepping in and saying, and, you know, writing that check and, and being there. I mean, when you're in a situation like this, Sometimes things are promised to you, like down the line, but then you, you know it's like you have immediate needs. You mm-hmm. have immediate like I gotta pay rent like now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I've I've been away for a month. I've got you know, and they were able to really fill fill that gap, and I will be forever, forever grateful. Rides helping me put be in contact with 
with my son, Jaden. I mm. mean, it's the list goes on and on. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Thank thank you, Denver's Actors Fund, for helping out all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's huge. It's huge. I I I, w- I was fortunate to go to a fundraiser this summer, uh, where. Um, I met uh, Daniel Langhoff for mm. the first time, oh, yeah. and it wound up being uh, his last, uh, I think, public performance. Um, and I remember meeting him and um, and just feeling the love, feeling the intensity, feeling uh, just so many things, feeling the gratitude. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a Denver. Uh, has a lot to be grateful for having having the Denver Actors Fund in Absolutely. place. Absolutely, uh, some wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in peace, Daniel. Yes, here's the Daniel. Yeah. Here's the Daniel. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, Evan, we're gonna pick it up a notch. Okay, we're a guest, your guests on the Ghost Lights. We we ask one question and then we just riff it from there. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Theater, acting, ah! artistry. Ah! How the hell did it happen? <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, there's, there's, <laughs> it's a story with multiple beginnings. Mm-hmm. You know, you were two years old and fell in love with a pop-up. You know, it's like yeah. you know, it's Like I was the kid. I was, I was definitely the kid who, um, who uh, played superheroes when I was a, a little kid. And who's your favorite superhero? At the time, Batman for sure. My man. <laughs> I transformed my um, gosh. I had to be, I had to be five years old. I transform. I, I took my. You remember the old raincoat sets yeah. that you had with the latches? Mm-hmm. They were yellow, yeah. and they had these buckles, and you had your hood, and maybe they still have them. I don't know. Yeah. Um, classic design. Classic design, right? Yeah. And my mother had had bought me a, a brand spanking new one, which. Uh, I, unbeknownst to her, I took a, a permanent black magic marker and, you know, totally made a Batman costume out of it. I did that whole nice. thing and he used, used it up, used up the marker. Yeah. And I did the whole thing and made the belt and then put it away for the next rainy day. And then when the next rainy day happened, she was like, she was horrified. And I was like, she said, yeah, almost as a punishment, she said, you're going to school just like that. We lived a block away, like yeah. two blocks from the school. So I walked to school. Yeah, you're going to go to school just like that. I'm like, damn right. I'm, <laughs> I can't, what could be better? Yeah, that was part of the plan, Mom. I've been waiting for this. So it is a, so storytelling and role playing and that kind of thing was like I, I had that bug very early on. Um, I, I remember another uh, uh, incident uh, in high school. I, I had not been in like the high school drama or mm-hmm. anything like that until. Uh, what was her name? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. No name, no name. But it was. But it was a, um, it was a, it was a, a monologue, a mm. speech. Um, I was asked to do a political speech, mm. a, and uh, it was for a gov- government class. And uh, rather than just kind of do what everyone else was doing, which to me was totally boring, I didn't want to do a speech in the first place. Mm. I said, uh, "Why don't I do it as a character?" So I did this whole. I worked up this whole uh, John F. Kennedy. 
persona, right? Awesome. Did with the accent and the clothing, and I had this, you know, I did the whole thing, and did my speech as that, and that changed everything. I mean, mm. the reaction, not only from the faculty, but from the students was like, who is this guy yeah. that would have the audacity in a, in a you know, the study hall, you know, the large, you know. I just want to make sure you didn't go into whiteface for that, did you? Yeah, I didn't do whiteface. <laughs> I didn't do whiteface. Because if you did, it's it totally like... fine. If you did, it's absolutely fine. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> but I remember, and I remember afterward being approached by everybody like, you got to be a drama. You got to be, you got to do this, you got to do that. And that kind of started started the, the train, you mm. know. Yes. Um, but trained in in uh, uh, New York. I went to uh, American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York. And so, you know, great times in the 90s. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, started work right away. You know, mm-hmm. started doing productions, doing plays, uh, doing commercials, um, and doing films. I did a lot of TV, like, you know, you, do, you play Criminal Number 3 mm-hmm. on Law and Order. You know that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think that the the when things really started to get serious was um, when I got to be in the resident acting company rep, of a repertory mm-hmm. classical company, uh, the Jean Cocteau Repertory uh, in New York City, um, which you know did these classics year round. And man, I worked my tail off there. I was there for several seasons. Wow. And just, and I was so thrilled. I was like, yeah, this is it, man. Mm-hmm. I'm in New York. I'm doing like Moliere. Mm-hmm. I'm doing Shakespeare. I'm doing Kickoff. I'm doing, you know, I'm doing Beckett. Yeah. Beckett, you know, just everything, man. And uh, that was a glorious time. I felt like that was my grad school. That mm-hmm. was my, you know, I really kind of got my teeth cut. And just have been working since. I eventually moved out to L.A. Mm-hmm. and, you know, from there and. Now I'm in Denver. <laughs> has it has it changed for you the, the the draw to being an artist? Has it changed at all? What, what what keeps you coming back? Or that's a great question. I well, let's see. I, I, you know, there's a there's a real love for it now. Mm. I think maybe just because I'm getting older, I I I think I've calmed down quite a bit mm. in my work in my in my craft. I think that uh, as I look back over productions and projects that I did, I was so, and maybe we all are, I was so earnest. I was so like, want to do a good job. And in, in essence, that can be a trap for an actor because you're, you're trying so hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the eye can see that. Yeah. <laughs> when you're like trying really hard. Craft! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... I think it's evolved to where uh, it's just as important to me. Yeah. Um, but my way of getting there, and maybe it's just experience. I just, um, I'm more relaxed. I have a more of a sense of, of calmness, of relaxation um, in doing the work and and exploring the and by work. I, that's a big W. Like mm-hmm. that includes rehearsal and. Everything else so of getting there, the process, mm. it's kind of like, I think I forgive myself a lot more, too, mm. you know, and realize, like, this is, no, this is, this it's cool. This yeah. is all a part of it, mm-hmm. you know, 
and and sometimes things aren't supposed to go right or you're supposed to have some challenges or what what have you so um but there's no doubt that this this uh has saved my life Mm. that i you know i was thinking the other day like if i wasn't working in theater what kind of what would that picture look like right Mm. now for me i mean realistically um, and not having those uh, physical daily challenges, those physical mental challenges, and keeping myself active and working with talented artisans and being in that creative flow, mm-hmm. what would things be like right now for me? Um, so I'm, I'm really grateful. I love this work. I love what it can do. Mm-hmm. Um, for audiences and, and, and for myself so I think I, I, I just think honestly I'm not as like ah! <laughs> about it as I used to be does that make sense? no it does it makes, it makes total sense I, I, for me <clears throat> a lot of the same stuff and I'm I mean I'm, I'm not much older than you I'm 34 <laughs> and <You're> funny <laughs> but you're welcome <laughs> But uh, I started working recently with children, uh, so yeah. I'm working specifically with kindergartners yeah. and uh, a little bit with first graders. And even today, I had a young man tell me, "It's like I'm not getting it." It's like, "Well, why do you think you're not getting it?" And he immediately went to, "It's because I'm stupid." I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" It's like, "Dude, you're in first grade. Some of this stuff is hard. Trust me. If you keep working at it and listening to what we're talking to you about, you'll get it. You." You're not stupid. It's part of the process. Yeah. And saying those yeah, words yeah. out loud to a child every day, yeah. you start to like, I catch myself like in the mirror, in my rearview mirror, driving to rehearsal, like when I was doing Guards at the Taj, I'm like, Sam, it's part of the process. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta memorize your lines and you gotta study your blocking and you gotta do this and do that and ask these questions and figure out what you're doing here and what you want what here. What you want? Like, Why? And, the, more, and the, the older I've gotten, the more time I've gotten to have with a script or anything, it's amazing how much simpler it is. Yeah, it's distilled. Than, right? Yeah, it gets, it does. It gets a lot more distilled. Like, it's awesome when you've got a director that has great notes for you and can give you everything you need but when you don't, you have to be able to get back to that simplified zone and you have to be kind to yourself in order to get to that spot. Yeah. Because if you're always badgering yourself, whatever you perform out there is just going to be your presentation. It's yeah. going to be this, it's going to be your best guess. Yeah. And while it may touch somebody in the audience and it may grab them, it might not echo for them. Yes. Like, like, oh, that was nice. And then they'll forget it the second they get in their car and drive away. Right. And, and, and I think... As artists, period, if you're a painter, if you're a writer, if you're an actor, you're a sculptor, you want to create something that even in one person holds their heart for a moment says, mm. this is part of the process. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool that you've been able to, you've been able to catch that in yourself mm-hmm. to this point. Uh, what, mm-hmm. now as you look forward, are there, what are your challenges? What do you find the most challenging part of a rehearsal process? Of the rehearsal process? Yeah. Um, I think, well, I, 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 quite honestly, uh, I'd be lying if I said, you know, physically, I have to be gentle with myself. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm. Oh no! Ah! Oh god! <laughs> this is live, folks. We just dropped the. We just dropped our recording device. Everything's okay. Nothing's broken. Abner is still alive. I'm still here. Thankfully. <laughs> he was about to go deep on us, and then I went to go touch something. Um, you were saying? I was. I was saying. Yeah. I, I have to. Um, I'm still healing. I. I I, I'll be healing for, uh, doctors say, for, for some time. Mm-hmm. And I have to kind of let myself off the hook yeah. for that. Um, so realizing that I... I the, the, so the most challenging part is kind of um, being gentle with myself and kind of policing myself. So, because you know how it is. You're, you're in the zone. You're rehearsing. You, and you want to do things. You want to please everyone. You mm-hmm. want to please yourself. And so you might do things that, you know, maybe you shouldn't be doing, you know, a, a blocking thing, for mm-hmm. instance, or, or lifting something, or even just energy-wise. Sometimes I just need to sit down for a mm-hmm. second, you know, yeah. and, and be okay with that. Um, that, in, in the short term, that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now, Um uh, and then, you know, kind of the normal acting things of, you know, getting the next gig, you mm-hmm. know, it's, this is all temporary. It's yeah. like, you know, you know, finding the next gig and the, the pressure that, that you feel from that and, um, living this freelance lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that as well. Um, That's something I've been wanting to ask, you know, yeah. people who, who do get, who make a living doing this. How, what is that? What is that time like for a guy or a, not a guy, a, an artist, a week or two away from the end of a run, looking for the next one? What is that time? What does that feel like? Well, it's as it's as uh, anxious or as graceful as as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I've been fortunate to have done this for a number of years so which you know in a sense I there's this feeling that I have that says that you know it's it's going to work out you may not see how it's going to work out but it's going to work out mm-hmm. eventually um, uh, but at the same time you're always trying to put your best foot forward mm-hmm. so you know practically speaking it's it's auditioning it's finding times you know, in between rehearsal, in between performances that you can, you know, uh, send out audition uh, tapes or go to live to auditions, do callbacks, do readings and things like that. The callback that we were at, mm-hmm. you know, I was part of that process, you know. And I, I had literally squeezed that, I forgot, but it was in between two things. Like I just had just enough time mm-hmm. to do that callback and that was it because I had something directly before and something directly after, um, and and you do what you do. It's mm-hmm. it's part of you know, you get better at doing it with time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's always for me like it, uh, when I got started right out of college, I I was very fortunate and had the next three years I didn't go a month without having a gig. Oh, that's awesome. And, yeah, and I was extremely lucky, and it was right right around the end of that time. I was like, you know. I need to take classes. I need to. I need to do more work at this work. I need to get deeper. I got to get deeper. And um, it, the timing has always kind of availed itself. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I've got a lot of downtime before my next 
scheduled gig and I'm I'm lucky to be able to fill it with this podcast and to really talk to other artists that excite me but it's it's also one of those times where I'm like yeah I need this time I need to resharpen because there's been a lot going on and it's okay that the time that the time has afforded itself to you to where you are not doing anything with your nights yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah. you're now more present and available for other things in your life because so much so many of us love to pick a thing uh-huh. and define ourselves and that's it yeah 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 and this is what we do <laughs> and when we don't do that then what are we yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean you were talking earlier about like questioning like what does this picture look like without theater yeah yeah uh, yeah and it, exactly it's 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 definitely it's it's definitely a helpful thing in our lives it's it's great it's given us purpose in a lot of areas it's given us a roof over our head in some yeah. cases it puts yeah. food in our stomach on some days and yeah. it's but it, there's also more going on. I mean, you're you're a father, and yeah, you're, you're, a, you're a kick-ass father, and oh, dude, you're you. and you keep. I'm but, a work in progress. Yeah, well, that. But at the end of the day, we all are. Yeah. We all are. What did? What are some of the things now going forward? That so you're talking about that were challenges. Do, do you find some of those challenges in terms of like your body? Do you find that to be something scary? In like, like what scares you going forward? Well, what scares me going forward is... And if it's still spiders, I get it. <laughs> snakes! Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> um, it, you know, things get distilled down, like what we were talking about before. You know, what's, what's most important? Um, I admire the fact that you have the podcast and that you have these other things going on. I think they're so important to feeding, mm. feeding oneself and... Um, and then that can manifest itself in, in the work that yeah. we do. Um, for me, uh, you know, one of the things I think about most is just being able to be there for my son. Mm. You know, um, that's become maybe in light of the accident. I don't know. It, it's become so important. He's 11 now. He's mm. about to be 12. We're entering those years, right? And um, let's just say it, you know, he's a, he's a young man of color, mm. you know, and um, that brings its own stuff, you know. Mm. And so being there for him uh, with everything that I can offer him um, is, has become really, really important. Mm. Um, with time, with resources, heck, just with talking and being there being available to him you know so people yeah. say i've had i've had people ask me after what do you do what do you do? why aren't you in la mm-hmm. <laughs> i hit you in new york why you should be doing this you should be doing that i was like well my son is here mm-hmm. you know and um that's important to me Definitely. you know and uh you know let the chips fall where they may you know mm-hmm. so i think that's one of my that's what that's one of the thing that kind of weighs on me as we as we go forward these these next years. Uh, for me, physically, um, you know, just again, you know, realizing that I, I need to be gentle with myself that I'm going to be healing from mm. this for a while and just continue to take care of myself mm. and and to try to be good to myself and realize that hey, you know, I ain't 25 anymore, man. You know, it's it's part of the game. But with that 
comes so much other stuff yeah. in terms of the work. And I, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the possibilities. There. I have a question. You brought yeah. up, you're talking, I mean, you, you said you brought in your sons. You're, you're both young men of color. When you, when when you when he showed up, did it change the way you looked for work? The represent representing. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. The the about. correct like what like, did it did it impact the roles you wanted to take? Because of how it would be picked up by him. That's interesting. That is a great question. I. I have to say that. Um, the decision to take certain roles and not to take certain roles was a part of me just kind of being who I am. Mm. And from the, from the family tradition that I grew up in, um, far before Jaden uh, entered the mm. scene, um, you know, I, yeah, I, there were roles I turned down, you know, when I was in LA. And mm. there were roles that I definitely took. Um, I will say that there's an excitement. Um, like I remember when I was doing a lot of kind of um, Disney type things mm-hmm. and Nickelodeon and those mm-hmm. types of, of shows, those kinds of sitcoms, that I was excited that he would get exposed to that yeah. kind of work, you know, as opposed to like the NYPD Blues and you know, those kinds of law and orders, homicide shows yeah. and things like that. So I, I, you know, and I remain that way. I, I'm very conscious. I think now, particularly mm. now, this year, I'm very conscious of the roles uh, that I take and how they impact him. Heck, you know, Jaden's such a bright kid. Yeah, he, absolutely. He, he, he runs lines with me. He's like, you know, he'll be there in the car. I'm on my way to the theater. And he gave you a <laughs> note during Arabian Nights. <laughs> He did. He I, gave you a note. Remind me. Remind me. I don't like, remember what it like, was. He was there like a night before Tech Week or something like that. And he was, I, I, I shit you not. He said, Dad, that's not how you said it last night. In the, in the, middle, of, in the middle of a scene. Like, he, and he, and he didn't like say it out loud. I don't think it even pulled you out. But he was like, this, this kid is giving his dad line notes. I love it. He read the line for you. Really? He, said, he, he, he repeated the line and said, that's how you did it last night. You didn't do it like that last night, and that's a that's a terrible Jaden impersonation. <laughs> that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So I'm so lucky. I'm so yeah. lucky. You know, um, that's great. And so he's yeah he's aware and he's integrated uh, in this in this thing that I do. Um, he's a part of it, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see where it goes. We'll mm. see where it goes. But I I I, I love it. Hey, it. it, it a lot of my thing is is focused around him, or it, it you know has him at at the center of it. Um, I definitely now will not, not that I would before, but I, I definitely now would not consider anything that was uh, that put our stories or our culture in a bad light. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think I think the world is kind of waking up to that now too. So mm-hmm. it's it's a good time. Were you excited? A random question, unrelated yeah. to that. Are, are you? What was your excitement like if there was any for the movie Black Panther? For for Black Panther, yeah, for uh, Black Panther, yeah, dude, I was. 
we were counting down. He and I, speaking of Jaden, he and I were like watching the teasers and teaser trailers and trailers. We were counting the days. And I had been a comic book fan. I was a comic book fan when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And Black Panther was among uh, my, my favorites. And uh, so the fact that this film was coming out and the fact that it was being directed by Ryan Coogler, who mm. I respected uh, as a filmmaker for a long time. Yeah. So there was this kind of innate feeling like, man, they're doing this right. They're really going to do this right. You know, we're not going to be cheated again, yeah. you know, <laughs> at the last minute, at the 11th hour. So, um, yeah, we've seen it like four or five times now and nice. we'll see it more, you know. Of and get the Blu-ray. Uh, get the Blu-ray and everything. He's got Black Panther this and Black Panther that. He's got all kinds of stuff. Um, and uh, you know, it, it it brought tears to my eyes. With and I say that unapologetically, that uh, watching him watch the screen, like watching him experience this, it's like nothing I've ever felt before. Mm. You know. Mm -hmm. And the sense of possibility and wonder and him seeing himself, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, this is a game changer, man. Yeah. You know, this is a game changer and let's keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was sitting there watching it just a couple of nights ago for the first time. And yeah. I was just, there are so many layers to every moment in that movie. And and you start watching it and, it, and for me, it started off like, ah, the Marvel Universe, keep on going, baby. And then you then you get hit with something. You're like, oh, wait. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, oh, damn. Oh, damn. And then and They goes, went there. Yeah, they went there. One of my favorite moments, and I'm not going to spoil it for you, but there's this great climactic fight scene. And and I was watching, I was like, holy shit, that's like, that's like, that's black on black crime. That's what, that's yes. what, it, that's what yes. it looks like. Yes. yes. And they're both in pain. And they both want to win, but they want to win for, and it seems like almost for the same reason. Right, right, right. And 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 how, how different paths yeah. to getting there, and how complex but, it is. Yeah. And, and it was so great to see that story told. And I and I, and I, and I was so bummed. I was like, there's was a whole bunch of forgive me white people around me watching the movie, and I wanted to see. I wanted to see their reaction. Yeah. I wanted to see the other side's reaction. I wanted yeah. to see a black face going like, or, yeah, or whatever it is. Because when we got to the ending, um, dude, and, and Michael B. Jordan crushes his last moment, dude, and in the film before, you know, oh my, and and I was just like, I, I, we need more stories like this. We need it for every, every group of people out there. And and I was yes. and I was extremely. Hopeful that one day maybe I gotta maybe I gotta turn my laptop into something more useful than a means to play YouTube song before the start of the podcast. <laughs> Although that's good, that's good. It works. <laughs> but it's it, I, to have a a, a a Navajo story or a, yeah, you know, a Cherokee story like that because I mean it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. It has to be coming. It's coming. It's, it's just important, and it's and I, I thank you for sharing that with me because I didn't like. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm trying to find the right words here without without me bashing myself and sounding like a douche. Like, it's important to have those conversations. Yeah. Because I don't know. I'm never going to know what that experience is like. Mm -hmm. That moment in your brain where you're like, I want to see what it looks like to Jaden. I want to oh. watch Jaden experience this. Because I'm a black man and he's going to be a black man. And this is the world that he's got to live in. And where is he going to find his... 
he finally has a real, at least it, it feels like, it sounds like, he finally has a real superhero role model, character to look at, characters to look at, where everyone seems to be on an equal playing field, and there's, and it's not being saturated or told through a, forgive me, a Caucasian or predominantly other European lens lens or a lens of suffering mm-hmm. which we're we're you know which we totally. have been exposed to yeah. a lot you know this speaks to the future to yeah. possibility to um opportunity um you know Jaden's 11 he he's grown up in a world where a, a black man uh, to be president is normal yeah. it's entirely normal yeah I didn't grow up with that, you know, and I have baggage, you know, because of that. Um, yeah. yeah, but to him, it's it's completely opposite. So, I yeah, I'm I'm really excited not only for for this and what it means in the book. There's certain images in this film that I'm sorry, a, a member of the black community is going to understand it in a different way. Absolutely. Than, and Kugler knows that. Yeah. And that's why he put it up there. And it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Certain imagery. Um, you know, fathers and sons and oh mm-hmm. man. Yeah. It's la- it's layered. And without spoiling, I don't want to go too much into no. it, but it's it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. But it opens the door not only for what I wanted to say, not only for the black community, but for uh, others as well. It's like we're going to be seeing, I think, all kinds of stories have a shot, you know, mm. and that's great. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. You know, Tell, I mean, and it makes money. It, it just does. makes my financial sense. Yeah. If the <laughs> argument, if the argument has been it doesn't make money, those people have got to shut up. Because <laughs> right. uh, you know what? In seventy-two hours anymore. before opening night, the pre-sales like <laughs> shut down every pre-sale record. Like it's it's like time broke to, Fandango yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well Fandango is always broke. Don't get me started on Fandango. Oh, okay. okay. I, I gotta I gotta stand in the line because my phone doesn't work. Yeah, that's what the problem is. Abner, it's been so great to have you here. Dude! Before we this go. Is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. always ask my guests one final closing question, and I snuck this one in on you. I didn't tell you about this ahead of time. Because okay. I like to hit you raw. Okay. Wait, yeah, what? Me. Anyway, what is a bit of advice? What is a way you would wish somebody before you had left the ghost light on? A little leg up or a heads up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is something you wish you knew? Something I wish I knew. I would say... Trust, well, with a capital T, trust. Mm. But trust in yourself that you um, you have what it takes. You're enough. You're unique, mm-hmm. and and just and, and and embrace that. I wish somebody had told me early on, instead of trying to be what you think people want or people are looking for, 
go deeper, like double down on yourself, mm-hmm. on who you are. Great line, yes. You know, that's that's kind of it. Okay. And as the years pass, I, I, you know, I do, I do that more and more. That's that is that is that is a very. I love the way you worded that. That that, that got me going. Double down on who you are. Yeah, brother. Hell yeah. <laughs> don't don't worry about what you're supposed to be. There's a lot of people who are going to tell you the right way to do it. They're all going to tell you the right way to do it, and the only way you can do it is your way. Be kind, be respectful, be gracious, be humble. Those are things you can't shake. But embrace who you are and you'll find your you'll your people are coming to you saying you should go back to LA, you should go back to New York. But you, there's not a moment where you've told that story to them where I feel like you think to yourself, "Yeah, no, I should be there. This isn't <laughs> enough for me. What I'm doing here isn't doing it for me." It's yeah. not no, you be content and drive. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and trust in that. Know that there's there's glory in that. There's this there's uh, you know, miracles in that. Absolutely. It I'm gonna say before we sign off, it, happiness is obtainable anywhere and in in a lot of forms. So love yours. J. Cole. That's a great song and it's got a great message. Yeah, love yeah. yours. Love yours. Abner Genesee, thank you so much Brother. for that. <laughs> I really appreciate it, man. That was Sam. great. He is in Electric Baby right now. He is also in All My Sons, all at the Arvada Center. Go to the .org ASAP. Get your tickets. Yes, they might be a little pricey, but it's going to be absolutely worth it. There is too much talent on those stages, on that stage, to, to that where you won't feel a, a full reimbursement on your payment. I absolutely believe that with all of my heart. Um, it's good art. It's a good man. It's good people. Every time I get to see you. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, the ghost lights are done for the evening. Follow us on Podbean and iTunes. The song is War by the Hypnotic Brass Ensemble. We love you and double down on yourself.